Tuesday is lobby day at the state capitol. In this report, we cover two rallies on January 29th. The first by 1199 and home health care workers called for the Home Care Savings and Reinvestment Act. This law would save the state's Medicaid program approximately $2.5 billion a year by directly paying for home care services rather than paying a flat per month per member rate to manage care plans to coordinate services. We hear from Assembly Members Sarah Clark, Jeff Dinowitz, and Harvey Epstein, and Senator May. And then before a rally for the Climate Superfund Act, we talked with Anshul Gupta, Research and Policy Director of Clean Power in New York. Then Blair Horner of Nyberg introduces the lead sponsor of the Climate Superfund Act, Assembly Member Jeff Dinowitz. We know this is two prong. This is both about weight raising wages, making sure that the billions of dollars that we put into health care is going to those who care for New Yorkers and those New Yorkers who need care. That's where the money needs to go. We know that this isn't just about caring for New Yorkers, allowing them to live in their homes independently, allowing them to have control over their lives, their care, and making sure they get to do what they need to do every day to live the life that they deserve to live. But this is also about pulling families out of poverty. In Rochester alone, we know that most of our home care workers are single mom, head of household. And if we raise wages out of poverty, we will do two things. We will take care of New Yorkers and we will raise people out of poverty and give them living wages to ensure they can take care of their families and become the amazing people that we already know they are and pay them what they're worth. It is time to change the system. It is time to take the middleman out of the equation and put the dollars into care and put the dollars into wages. We can do this. We have a plan. We know our health care chairs are on board. Let's get it done this year. I'm Assemblyman Jeffrey Dinowitz, and I represent part of Bronx. It's really very simple. We want to accomplish two things. We want to treat our older adults, those who are disabled. We want to treat them right. We want to be able to keep them at home. But we also want to make sure that the people who are, make, are making sure that they are living comfortably get paid the wages that they deserve. We should not be cutting wages, that's for sure. We should be raising wages. So this legislation does both. We protect our workers and we protect the people that they are trying to make sure live a good life at home. And it is very important that we come together as a coalition, labor, and all the advocates for older people to ensure that we get this done. Harvey Epstein. Struggles of home health care workers. We know how underpaid they are. We know that we continue to put money in the budget year after year after year to ensure that our people who need home health care workers and the workers themselves get a livable salary. But we have this problem, this systemic structural problem that we have to fix. That the money we're allocating is not getting to the workers. There's this middle entity that is sucking resources from the system. And we need to stop that because unless we ensure that the workers get the money that they need, unless we mandate that it gets down to those workers, the people who rely on home health care workers aren't going to get the support that they need. We have an opportunity right now to recapture billions of dollars to ensure that we pay people well. So we have more healthcare workers in the system and we support the communities in need. Rachel May, I represent Syracuse. Two years ago, we fought 
for the largest investment in home care wages any state had ever made. But then we found out that the agencies that provided the home care were having to negotiate contracts with sometimes dozens of different uh, insurance companies. The contracts were proprietary. We were not allowed to know what those contracts looked like and the agencies weren't allowed to tell us. So we had no way to do the oversight to make sure that the money taxpayers had put in the budget to support home care workers and their clients, we had no way to make sure that money was going where it was supposed to go. This bill will change that. My name is Anshul Gupta. I'm the Policy and Research Director for New Yorkers for Clean Power, and I am in the New York State Capitol today to advocate for three bills, the Green Transit, Green Jobs Bill, um, the Climate Superfund Act, and the New York Heat Act. Uh, two of these bills, the Green Transit, Green Jobs, and the New York Heat, they address the top two climate polluting segments of New York State's economy, the buildings and uh, the transportation sectors, which together account for two-thirds of our greenhouse gas emissions and also create tons of uh, uh, just air pollution, both indoor-outdoor uh, pollution that disproportionately impacts um, uh, denser neighborhoods, communities of color, low-income neighborhoods, uh, and uh, we need to electrify both these sectors, and I'm here to advocate for those. Now, of course, the governor did put a good part of the New York Heat Act into the state budget, but do you get the sense that the state is moving quick enough at this point to you know, actually decarbonize the state and transition to a clean energy future? I believe we can do a lot better. Uh, I think we are behind, uh, falling a little bit behind uh, our our climate goals. We need to we need to sort of pick up the pace of decarbonizing our buildings and transportation sectors. The governor also favors a cap and invest. Uh, program to help decarbonize the state's economy, but in, in order for that program to be successful, we need to take legislative and regulatory actions to, 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 to reduce uh, emissions. We can't put the entire burden of decarbonizing the economy on the capital invest program, and it looks like it's going to start with a fairly low carbon price. So in and by itself, the capital invest program will not come anywhere close to meeting the climate uh, laws uh, targets. Uh, and we do need to take uh, bold legislative action like passing the Green Transit, Green Jobs bill, which will decarb help decarbonize uh, the public transportation sector, New York Heat Act, which will start, um, hopefully start the process of uh, uh, getting New York State's buildings off of uh, super climate pollutant methane uh, gas. We next hear from Blair Horner of NYPIRG, the lead group sponsor in the Climate Superfund Act. The act would require companies that have contributed significantly to the buildup of climate warming greenhouse gases to bear a share of the cost of needed infrastructure investments to adapt to climate change. Uh, and we're here to have a news conference today uh, dealing, uh, urging uh, that the Climate Superfund Act be included uh, in the budget, in the final budget that's agreed to, hopefully by the end of March. Uh, and uh, first speaker will be uh, 
sponsor of the bill and the assembly, Assemblymember Jeff Dinowitz. There is nothing I can think of that would save more lives than passing this and doing the job that we have to do. You know, when I think about what's going on just in the past few years in New York City, when I think of the fact that just <laughs> a year and a half ago, the major Deegan Express was flooded this high. It never, ever happened before. The fact that we have more hurricanes in the United States, more tornadoes, and more severe hurricanes and tornadoes, more wildfires, more everything, more extreme weather. Climate change is means severe weather, and it's getting worse all the time. Hundred-year storms happening every year and more than once a year. This legislation would hold the fossil fuel companies that are the main cause of climate change responsible, responsible for, for paying part of the cost. No one is even suggesting that they pay for the whole cost. All of those companies have been making record high profits. The past year, the past two years, profits like you can't believe. And those profits are being made on the backs of all the people on the planet. They're making a killing, and at the same time, it's killing people. So they ought to pay for part of the cost. I think they should pay for the whole cost, but they should pay to help clean up the mess that they created. And the legislation is very straightforward. It apportions responsibility based on ascertainable facts that exist, so we know how much they should pay. And it won't be a tax on people, it'll be a, an assessment on the oil companies. And if they don't pay, you know who's going to pay? Who's going to pay? Why should we pay for the entire cost of the mess they created? And as we've all been saying now for quite a while, when you make a mess, you got to clean it up. That's what my mom told me. You make a mess, you got to clean it up. This has been Mark Dunley for Hudson Mohawk Magazine.